Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Good evening, Nadim. Okay. I totally forgot what movie it was. <laughs> We've been talking about a lot of other movies. We were talking about a lot of other things. In the lead up yeah. to right now. And then I was like, wait, what was it? Yeah. Okay. That's really what it was. But I didn't want to start he with does that. does it a lot less gross than you do it. I think that's the point. Like, he's really sophisticated and I'm not. That's fair. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter is more sophisticated. Of course. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. That's fair. I yeah. Get that How's it going? I'm here. Yeah. We have milkshakes. We have milkshakes. Thanks for buying the meat, though. I wish we did video. People could see. They a... could see our milkshakes. Um, Arby's doesn't sponsor us, I but know, but if they're looking to sponsor anybody, these handcrafted milkshakes, theme. I love a handcrafted milkshake from Arby's. <laughs> As we do accepts. Mine's the orange one. It's a limited edition. Oh, and I got classic chocolate. Yeah. It tastes like a creamsicle. Oh, very nice. Mm. Okay, Mita, I guess we have to stop talking about Barbenheimer and Rocky Rani. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what should we talk so about? So now that the summer movies are pretty much done. I guess so. Like, there's nothing really... We have nothing to look forward to ever again. Ever again. Yeah. But what do we have to look forward to? Are you looking forward to anything in the, the upcoming um... movie season? Because now we're getting into holiday season, and holiday season... Yes. The best time of year for movies, really. Of course. So I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, that's the obvious one. That's the obvious one. Uh, is Dune getting pushed? I haven't heard anything, and okay. I think it's too late at this point. To I'm it. looking forward to Dune Part 2. Yeah. I just saw a trailer in the yeah. theater again, because yeah. I, went, I went and saw Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How was that, by the way? It was, like, nice for Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah wasn't like spectacular. I think it does redeem itself from the last one. Yo, that was a train wreck of a movie. Four was really bad. Like bad. really bad. This one's like a bit better. The aliens. <laughs> yeah. This one didn't have aliens. Why does Steven feel the need to put aliens in everything? Like I'm surprised there's no aliens in Schindler's list. I wonder if Steven himself is an, is alien? an alien. Maybe. Maybe he is. I think he could possibly be one. It's just such a weird, like, I remember watching that and being like, what the F <laughs> is this? Why did we go here? Why did we go here? Yeah. And who okayed this? Mm-hmm. How many people, do you know how many people well, have to, have go, to like, go, it, like, it goes through to a movie to get produced? So many people have to At some it. point, I think they just realized, though, no matter what we do, we're going to make money. <laughs> I think that's what it comes yeah, down but to. But it was a train wreck of a film. It and was. I don't think it actually made that much uh well they made a fifth yeah, I know. <laughs> they, yeah how's uh my girl phoebe you know i know phoebe like i want I phoebe a... to stick with doing things that phoebe wants to do do you know what i mean oh, like she wanted to do this no but i mean like things that phoebe like i think phoebe should create for herself oh i love fleabag i, I love think fleabag. fleabag is one of the greatest television of yeah. experiences yeah. you could ever have absolutely and I just want her to continue on that side of things. Like, even that first season of Killing Eve, I love that first season. Okay. It's amazing. But when she starts to dabble with other creators, I get a little concerned. Like, she needs to have creative control? Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. What does that say about her? 
Well, she's I don't, not a good I collaborator? I don't... She's not terrible in this. Like, okay. she, she's fun. There are some parts, though, like, she's not enunciating, and I can't tell what she's saying. Like, I actually mm. couldn't understand her. Okay. <laughs> but I think that's more of a director's issue, because, mm. like, he should also be hearing those same things. Um, she's not terrible in it, but she's also, like, she's... I don't know. I don't see her as, like, an actress. Yeah, I see She's kind of, like, in the same line as, like, Mindy Kaling. Like, yes. Mindy's really good at creating these TV shows and, like, characters. But then when you put her in, like, Ocean's 8, she's not going to be, like, the shining star of no. Ocean's 8. And she works in Date Night because she, Sorry, Late Night. Right, because she, she wrote, wrote it. Late Night, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But I was glad Mindy was in something. Yes. Yeah. I think we do need representation. But I think she, her representation should be um, what she creates. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was a bit of a dud from the summer. Yeah. Anything else you're looking forward to? There actually is something you're looking forward to that you're forgetting. What am I forgetting? Heart of Stone? Well, yes. Which releases <laughs> yeah. in two days. Yeah. So technically, sure. Um, but I don't... I, again, I'm I not I need my spreadsheet. <laughs> I know you do. I'm not looking forward to Heart of Stone as much as, like, I want Alia Putt to be, like, amazing. Yeah. But I don't expect much from the movie. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. That's my thoughts, yeah. I'm hoping for... You are forgetting about Saltburn. Oh, I am very excited about Saltburn. I sent you the Instagram page. Yeah, Yeah. you did. (laughs) Just those two. Yeah. I I know it's about... I know it's basically the talented Talented Mr. Mr. Ripley. Ripley. That's what it seems like. Um, But it's told from the view, the lens point of Emerald Tunnel. And I'm excited to see what that is. Mm -hmm. Just, you know. Yeah. Just to see. And it has Carrie Mulligan. We love Carrie Mulligan. We do love Carrie. Yeah. Carrie is solid. Produced by Margot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so lots of things going for it. Lots of interesting things. Definitely enough to be like, okay. Yeah. I'm here for I'm, this. I'll watch it. I'll watch this. Yeah. I think those are the big ones. There's a, st- there's a bunch of stuff I keep on hearing about. I think Bradley Cooper has a directional movie. Oh, yeah. yes. About What's-His-Face, the con- um, po- composer. Yes. Yeah. Which sounds kind of boring. There's a movie called Past Lives that is currently running, actually, that I hear is supposed to be very good. Mm-hmm. There's stuff, but nothing I'm like... <laughs> nothing like... You know, there's some Bollywood stuff. Jo- Shah Rukh Khan has a movie coming out in September called Jawan mm-hmm. that looks fun, but just not like... Nothing as great as Rocky or Rani Kiprit Ghani. Just, you know, or even like the Barbenheimer experience. experience yeah. yeah. Like, I liked Rocky and Rani the most of those three, but Barbenheimer was... And in all fairness... I have read many articles, post articles about like, this is kind of like a, this is not going to happen anytime soon. Again, mm-hmm. probably true. It's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still making money. It hit a billion dollars. Yeah. Barbie. Good Oppen- job, Barbie. Good job for Barbie. I'm not looking forward to all the terrible Mattel Oh, yeah. All the toy movies, movies to follow. Polly Pocket. That are just all going to be awful. It's going to do exactly what Marvel has done and just overstay their welcome. Mm-hmm. Do you still like Marvel? I'm, we're like really going all over the place <laughs> right now, but I'm going to ask the question. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume 3 and it was fine. It wasn't like great. I'm not as uh, excited as I once was. Mm-hmm. That Those first two phases were really exciting to me because it was new and it was fresh and it was like, it was getting to see like, I mean, I didn't read comic books, but I can imagine if you were a comic book reader, you're seeing these people come to life. But Marvel has gotten so, like, 
political in terms of the social media around it, like the TikTok and everything. I have people talking about different things. And really? People people ruined it for me, I feel like. Okay. TikTok ruined it for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Finally, TikTok ruined something, something for me. For me but... Yeah, it did. It, people talk about it too much. Like, I want to go into something with some sort of element of surprise yeah. without, like, having all these theories and all these, like, criticisms about Marvel. Like... I'm so tired of the, like... <laughs> I'm I'm tired of it, but meet the doubles in it. The conspiracy theories of movies. Oh, I love a conspiracy I theory. <laughs> I, I was born I to be a conspiracy theorist. Yes, but you, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Just let it. Be. What's What's one that you hate <sighs> so much? I hate all of them. I've never read heard one and been like, oh, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> there's all, and I think like I follow BuzzFeed. Yeah. as a publication, which is honestly just so effing bad you send me so many buzzfeed articles that you don't like and every time you send them to me i'm like why does he continue to read them i really should stop there was a time when buzzfeed was more relevant. Was cool yeah they were cool and they were relevant and now they're clickbaity and they're just they're just annoying mm-hmm. as articles they're so i hate the term but they really are the definition of that like the, i'm even like hesitating saying it but they're like woke oh they're so there's so much in that like world of like you know there's another article about like movies that were so terrible or like could never be and i'm just like shut up and the comments are just people being like stop like stop perpetuating this like you're making this worse you're making this worse and like are you saying that mistakes could never have been made or Mm -hmm. like that you know the only reason there's change now is because because we made those mistakes. Exactly. Ranveer Singh was right in Rocky <laughs> Running. Shh, don't spoil it for people. They don't know. <laughs> That's true. You should see it. He has a very poignant point about... He has a great speech where he's wearing a beautiful shirt. <laughs> <body. laughs> but it's about cancel culture. Yeah. He's right. He has some of my favorite lines in that one speech, too. Yeah. Go go watch Rocky or Rocky. Yeah, I'm not going to say it live. Stop talking about it. I know. Go watch it it. so that they add it to more theaters. (laughs) It's true, yeah. No, but all this to say that, like, I don't even get here. BuzzFeed. (laughs) BuzzFeed. I'm just tired of BuzzFeed. Yeah, I'm tired of Marvel. I'm tired of Marvel. I've been tired of Marvel, but also it really seems like Marvel has, like, It's just lost lost their luster. I think pandemic didn't help. It's lost its steam quite a bit. But me thought. I did enjoy watching Black Panther 2 with you, though. But I think that was more our viewing experience. Yeah. I don't know if, like, I just don't know if I'd enjoy it. I wouldn't enjoy it in if I was just in the theater. I was just thinking the other day, I didn't really love Black Panther either that much. I don't think, I can't think of a Marvel film, aside from, like, Iron Man when it first came out, that mm-hmm. I was just like, that was great. After that, it was just kind of like, oh. I, I will say the theater experience of Endgame is like, it's like none of You saw it opening weekend, right? Yeah. I think we've talked about this I saw it opening day, like in the afternoon, yeah. and the theater was packed with yeah. people. So not just me took that Friday off yeah, yeah. to see this movie. And it was packed, and it was just so exciting. And yeah. there's like, there's, I guess I can spoil it. Now yeah, at this been, point you can, yeah. But when Captain America says like, Avengers Assemble, mm. like literally the entire crowd was going like crazy. There's like a sequence when it's like all the women of the Marvel Universe come yeah. together to like protect Spider-Man. And it was like, it was crazy. Like yeah. I'm getting chills thinking about it. It was a good time. And like that is something I miss. There are certain things you have to watch in the moment. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, like you'll never, you wouldn't have probably liked the movie as much if you had watched it on like a Monday afternoon with yeah. like two people in the audience and it 
like that energy feeds into it. Movies in general, the energy. I'm feeling more and more as like this year especially that like your viewing experience is huge. It's yeah, it it's, takes it's a big part of the it's, overall overall sentiment. experience in any type of film. And people often say that like you need to watch big special effects movies and things like that. I actually think in comedies and like mass entertainers like that mm-hmm. you need to be in a big audience yeah horror films horror films speaking of the exorcist no oh. what are we talking about this week oh you're trying to segue <laughs> i was just going <laughs> on and on on a rant yeah. <laughs> like how far are we going? <laughs> <laughs> but go on if you want to we can segue later <laughs> usually i wait for the point to fall before i segue sorry go for it <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying. Yes. Viewing experience is really important. It is. I one hundred percent agree. I think I might have possibly liked Barbie more if I saw it on an opening night like that. I don't think I've you ever. You did, didn't you? You saw it the Friday night. I, I no, I saw it Friday afternoon. Oh, uh, so it wasn't. But it was still. It was full. packed. It yeah. was. Com- it was sold. It was either sold out or like near sold out. Mm-hmm. But it was like a lot of younger girls because mm, they had the day off. Because they had the day off yeah. or whatever it was. I, we saw Oppenheimer on that Thursday. Yeah. And that was not a movie that needed the crowd. No. But you do, I do find that even in movies like that, that energy, that excitement is still like, it's in the air. Well, like even so, you and I, we were waiting to see if the, per- there was, uh, the seats beside me were empty and mm-hmm. we were thinking, oh, wow, did somebody not show up? Yeah. And when they came, we were like, oh, they're here. Yeah, yeah. And then the girl looked at me and I said, oh, I'm sorry. We're just like so excited. And she goes, me too. <laughs> Like, people are yeah. excited to when watch When you're going to a movie, it doesn't matter. Like, even with Rocky Rani, we saw it opening night. We saw it at the first show at that theater. Yeah. It's people who are, like, gung-ho to see it, yeah. right? It's not it's not casual viewers going to see a movie. So that, I don't know. from There's um, a camaraderie. There's a camaraderie. And as a moviegoer, I think that's, it feeds into the, the experience. Mm. How did we wind up talking about Rocky Rani? We got Rani, we are back again. I, I wonder if we'll do this every week. <laughs> yeah, we, we might until... But I was reading an article today that said that Barbie has a legitimate chance of winning Best Picture. Really? And I don't know if I... Who wrote this article? On on my favorite website, Awards, Awards Daily. Daily. <laughs> <laughs> if Awards Daily is looking to sponsor someone, wow. we are also... But they had a legitimate article about how... It made a billion dollars, man. It's, yeah, it's definitely nice. getting nominated for Best Picture at this point. If I there's think, 10, yeah. There's 10, they also pointed out that the Academy is now 10,000 people. Oh. And they have exponentially changed. They've added people over the years mm-hmm. for ever since Oscar So White was a thing. So they've added maybe like two to 3,000 since that's happened. Okay. Including people like Karen Johar. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Karen. Karen Johar was added this year. So. Karen probably loved Barbie. Karen loved Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think he would love Oppenheimer, too. I think he liked Oppenheimer. Oh, but yeah. he loved Barbie. But also, they came up the week before Rocky Rani, so he was shitting a brick and yeah. didn't give a shit about the matter. He didn't time. need to worry. He's but fine. all this to say that they've added a lot of people. They've added a lot of women, colored men, mm-hmm. uh, men of color, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> LGBTQ. Like, they've really tried to diversify. Yeah. So the people who might actually push Barbie into that realm are going to change, and we're going to see a swing... Because of how the makeup of the Academy is changing, we're going to see a swing in terms of what people are watching. Interesting. And what's winning. I definitely think it could get nominated. Yeah. I don't know about the win. I think we have to... We we have only just started awards season. Yeah. Like, not even. We're not even. We're not TIFF not hasn't even. happened TIFF yet. TIFF hasn't happened. So, we're like... 
we we are getting there. I can see a world where Barbie is nominated. It made a billion dollars at the box office, almost five hundred thousand in the North American box office alone. Mm-hmm. It was critically acclaimed by an Oscar-nominated director, starring an Oscar-nominated two actors. Like, there's no way this movie's not in contention. Did Greta get nominated for Lady Bird? She did not, but she got a nominee for. Did uh, she get screenplay. it for Little Woman? No, but for screenplay. So she's not like an Oscar-nominated director, director, but, but I a, think she could be for this one. I, I So there's a lot of talk about how, like, she probably will, again, yeah. at this point, nominate for three Oscars. Oh, she did! For, for Lady Bird. For Lady Bird? Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, that was called for. Yeah. Lady Bird's great. Go watch it. It's great, if you haven't. Yeah. yeah. You know what else is great? The Silence of the Lambs. No. Oh. But fine, we can move there. Okay, what? <laughs> I'm yeah. just trying to help our podcast. No, that was my second. Oh. <laughs> Say it again. Say deep fake. No, it's okay. We'll figure it out. Yes. We watched a movie this week that I personally am not a big fan of. Okay. But maybe you can let our listeners know what do we watch this week. This week we watched the 1991 winner <laughs> of Best Picture, The Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. That is so hard for me to say like that. <laughs> okay well first of all it's the 1991 winner that is my birth year this is my birthright this is your birth movie yeah Yeah, this is my birth movie i got out of africa yeah which actually actually we both ended up liking yeah yeah. (laughs) so you know just exciting for both of us but yeah, it's it's the lambs. Like I don't even okay, know. Okay, first like, of all, just yeah, tell us what it's about. Just give us a quick. I'm for the three people who haven't seen or heard of Silence of the Lambs. According to IMDb, yeah, it's about a young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to help catch another serial killer, a madman who skins his victims. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> so. Mita loves the science of the lambs. What? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. I've never heard of it. What are you talking Tell about? Me. Tell me about this. This is the first time I've I seen know, it. I know. Yeah. Why? Okay. Okay. So. Yes. In theory, uh-huh. this movie should fail. Okay. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Even just based on that IMDb description. Description, of course. It's salacious. Yes. It's pulpy. It, yeah. This is pulp fiction. Mm. You not the movie, but actual, actual pulpy fiction. fiction. Yeah. Yes, the book is that way. Oh, it's, is it? It's very. It's a good book. It's an entertaining book, mm-hmm. but it's very pulpy in terms of it's salacious. It's sex, sex violence, and like yeah. you know, it's cannibals and rapists, and it's just so like raw. It's raunchy. It's raunchy in a very so it really shouldn't work in theory. No, which is probably why the studios released it in February. When it came out. In 1991. And then it carried on for over a year to then win Best Picture. Crazy. Which is wow, crazy. Yeah. It's really wild. Yeah. Give me your thoughts. <laughs> Talk to me. Okay. Take a moment, breathe, and then give me your Just like grounded thoughts about Science of the Land. Yeah. So I was trying to remember when was the first time I ever saw it. And mm-hmm. I actually, I can't, I can't recall. Okay. I just recall the feeling of watching this movie for the first time and feeling like, oh, like, this is meant for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I so I am what one would call a latchkey kid and like always watched forensic files when yeah. I was home alone and like the things I wasn't supposed to be like city confidential and yeah. dateline and so I've always loved murder and mystery and intrigue and serial killers like I've found that very interesting my entire life and I think I might have been like a tween when I first saw this and could not pinpoint what what it was that made me feel the way that I feel but I've had that feeling ever since and Silence of the Lambs quickly became my like six day movie. So anytime I wasn't really? feeling well, it was this or Scream. I would put it on and I'd watch it and I could fall asleep just like nicely. Oh wow! Okay. You know it's it's, it's very it's revealing odd, conversation, Mitha. But it is like a warm hug for okay. me to watch this movie. And so going into it for this podcast, I went into it into the mindset of it's 1991. I'm not even born yet. Yeah. What would it be like to go into the movie theater and experience the silence of the lambs? This is wild. I was watching it with that intention this time. Yeah. Okay. We just came off of like Dances with Wolves and like Driving Miss Daisy and like whatever the 80s was. Yeah. And then this thing comes on. How? How? But also like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Like... When I think about what horror movies probably were up to this date, you have things, you have your Alfred Hitchcock's like Psycho, which is, you know, more on the sophisticated end of like horror films, but you do have this run of like Halloween and House on the Haunted Hill and all these like 80s 80s and 70s were like terrible, terrible horror movies. And this was being marketed as a horror movie, I'm assuming. I I don't know. I don't know what marketing was at that time. But this is on the level of, like, Alfred Hitchcock frightening. Yeah. Yes. And watching it this time, I I haven't watched it in a while because I haven't been, like, sick like that in a while. But watching it this time, I was, like, actually frightened of Hannibal. Oh, yeah. And actually frightened of Buffalo Bill. Yeah. As well. And, like, I just... I it you're right in that like in theory this shouldn't work because of what it is it's yeah. so raunchy and like pulpy and um it's salacious it's salacious yeah. but there is such a sophistication to it yeah. that it does work and it I think it holds up in being a great picture oh for sure 100 look it uh, jokes aside it really does hold up like, yeah I was trying I was trying to find things to hate about it and all this to say I don't think it's perfect and I have one big quabble with it that I'll get to okay but it holds up it's so yeah. like it's a two-hour film that zooms by you do not feel like you it's do two not hours feel, yeah it really just there's so much there's so much going on so much interest and like the like urban the urban legend or whatever yeah. about the fact that like Hannibal Lecter is only in the sorry Anthony Hopkins is only in here for like eight minutes or whatever. It's I you said that right now and I'm just like I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. He, that yeah. that is what you call presence. <laughs> yeah, that's such a like interesting role and he does it with such like it's a combination of like I actually think the writing is the least impressive thing about. This I think film. it's the performances. The this. performances and the direction. Jin, yeah, because he really does like. Those, I read a review where they were like, the close-ups look like they're like Vincent Price. And I'm like, no, the close-ups are kind of what make, make it this. work. Like yeah. those close-ups of Anthony Hopkins' face, where his dead eyes are staring at you. That, it's You are looking directly into your villain. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is miraculous. <laughs> it is really something of a performance to watch. And he carries the entire thing. But like, wait, 
before we even get there. Yeah. How was this a thing in the 90s? Like, I was thinking back to what else was around in that time or even just like recently in the late 80s yeah. and it's so like hokey pokey like it's driving it's driving, Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> driving is, like when we've been watching these films it all feels so like like the natural progression of like what how cinema was moving yeah and, and then so you have watched. would you fuck me <laughs> i'd fuck me that whole sequence to in buffalo a, bill to <laughs> buffalo bill i'm just like how did this how did this win how? how did this how did this get critical acclaim and win the way it did? I get the critical acclaim. I fine, I get worthy. the critical acclaim. It's worthy, but, but the I don't win? I cannot see the Academy being like, yeah, yeah. pass me that lotion. I'd like, fuck me too. Yeah, like <laughs> like it's so it's there's so... we've seen nothing like that this up until this point. No. Not even close. And we don't get anything like it. That was my next question. Yeah. Would this ever win now? Ooh. And my, I, I think the answer is a clear no. No. I don't think this would have a shot in hell of winning. I don't think the Academy is this risk-taking. This is a risk. Mm. This is a huge risk. And this is an awareness of, like, a good movie is a good movie. There's no politics here. Yeah. There is, this was just, let's reward the thing that was the most interesting, the most entertaining, the best. It won best actor, best actress, best screenplay, best director, and best film. Yeah. It won the top five. five. And it, it should. And it deserves it yeah. deserves every single one of those Oscars. It's it's in the lexicon for a reason. Mm-hmm. But I could not, for the life of me, figure out how this won. Where did and it come from? Where yeah. did it come from? And what the Academy was thinking? Because yes. let's just look at what else was nominated. Yes, we have Bugsy. Mm-hmm. We have JFK, which I have not seen. I've seen JFK. Yes. We have The Prince of Tides. I have not seen it. Oh, I haven't either. Okay. There and then we have a movie I personally love. Yes. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> you have Belle. Be- yeah. Yes, and, and Hannibal Lecter competing for the top prize. It's You know so... what? Beauty and the Beast is about bestiality, though. <laughs> and that was pretty risque. It was pretty risque. <laughs> I think, I also think, I also think, in all honesty, I love, I remember finding out Beauty and the Beast was nominated for Best Picture very recently in my life. Oh, really? Like, in the last, like, 10 to 15 years, and being like, what? How? Like, also being surprised that, like, that was a thing, because... Those are two very surprising nominees. Like, yeah. forget the how polar opposite they are, but the fact that Beauty and the Beast was an animated children's film mm-hmm. that managed to get in the top. Fine, we've had animated films make the best picture cut, like, later on when it went up to 10. But, like, when it was five, this is the first and only animated film. And, like... The only one out of all those, like, princesses movies. Like, I'm surprised. Yes. I think Snow White was nominated. No, it wasn't. Was it? This is the... Oh. Uh, it, he won a honorary Oscar. Okay. But this is the only film that's ever been nominated when there was five nominees. Interesting. Only animated film. So you don't have Cinderella, you don't have Snow White, you don't have Little Mermaid. Because Little Mermaid's 89, right? Wow. And you get Beauty and the Beast. I but I it. also get it at the I same time, it. yeah. Beauty and the Beast is a, uh, it's it's a great flawless film. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful... It's m- a tale as old as time. Absolutely. It's excellent. But still, a first. And yeah. so is Science of the Lambs. Yeah. So what was happening? Were they on crack? Like, what was going what on? What was going on? on 91 yeah. that 
I don't know. But you know what, though? It does just, it does feel really like me. Like, like this year? Like, yeah. Hmm? Like, it, I don't know, like the universe knows that I was born this year. Mm. And these would be two movies that are nominated for Best Picture. Like, that's just very comforting to me. And I would like to soak that. Can you talk to me about JFK? <laughs> JFK is like what you would picture an Oscar winning movie to be like, okay. though. It's very long. It's three hours. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a, a look at what may have happened on that day. I get why it's nominated. I wouldn't put it as a winner though. Okay. Cuz also I have I haven't watched it in a long time. I can't recall things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's not memorable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But also very fitting in that I really like American history as well and so like I feel like I don't know, I just feel like this was made for me this year. <laughs> this year. Yeah. I was meant to be born this year. Yeah. Even though a lot of my life I didn't feel that way. Oh, yeah. interesting. I've always thought I should have been older. But the movies really align. But the yeah. movies are aligning. Yeah. There's like cinematic astrology happening. Yeah. <laughs> now, you have mentioned to me many times yes. that Silence is one of, yeah. if not your favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Zodiac. Okay. Yeah. So, Nadim. Yes. I did watch Zodiac. Okay. And I have a, a decision. Okay. All right. What do you think my answer is? I think is? this is. It is this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have watched Zodiac more recently, like before yeah. watching this for the podcast. Like I've seen it a lot of times. And so I think I was leaning more towards Zodiac just because of memory. Yeah. Um, but I did watch it. And there is Silence of the Lambs. The thing that it has going for it versus Zodiac is that it is fictional even though it's based on real life people yeah it is like sorry it's inspired by real life people it's not based on but there the element of fiction i think it's just a little bit more soothing to the palette whereas like zodiac while i was watching it this time it was a little bit more unnerving like realizing this all happened this all happened but then also we're so close to figuring out who it is right now like and are we i think yeah with dna Oh really? Yeah. I didn't. I've, are you still following it? Within the next, I think within the next five years we will know who the Zodiac killer is. Mark my words. It's what's his name, isn't it? No, there's oh so there's a book that came out recently where somebody has done an investigation and they think it's somebody. I haven't looked into it too much, but um, a lot of people think that they actually might be correct on this. But okay. based off of like familial DNA and where we are with all that, yeah. I think in the next five years we'll definitely know okay. who it, who it is. Okay. And they have a suspect. Wow. But the person apparently has died. So they're still... Oh, I've read this, actually. Yeah. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll know. Yeah. And there's something very unnerving about it. I didn't enjoy the movie as much as I typically do, just knowing oh, that... Knowing it's real, watching the imagery. Like, normally I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. And I think there was, like, a idea of, like, this is so far away from what I know as mm-hmm. truth because it did happen in yeah. the 70s. But now because I know, like, I can figure out who this is, there, there's a bit of a disconnect. Yeah. Whereas I in, really just, like, enjoyed the experience of watching Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Like, I was in for the ride. You're, it's a thriller from start to finish yeah. trying to figure out. It's not even a whodunit because you you do see Bill. You see him committing yeah, yeah. these it's acts. Not, you know who he is. but. There's still the idea of like, when are they gonna get to Bill? It is a it is a why done it though. Yes, it is a why done it. Yeah. And it's just a good one. <laughs> but it's such a weird film. It's so weird, but it's just it's made so well that you can't help but want to know. Like he I could I was thinking in ninety one, if I saw this character on the screen, it's so off putting 
but I'm enjoying it. Like, I yeah. want to know why, why is he dressing like a woman? Why is he getting her to lube up? Why is he like, the why, why this poor dog? <laughs> that sequence that where he's dancing to that song, that's something like all the horses or yeah. whatever, where he's... With the wig. And he's tucked. And he's tucked, tucking his penis in. And like, it's so Also did not realize what that was when I was 13. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I was young, I wanted to watch this. And I'm talking like 18, 19. And my dad was just like, I don't think it's appropriate. And I was just like, but I'm... I'm like, I'm 19. I'm 19. He's just like, you know, there's also subject matter. And I didn't get that at the time. And then I watched it and I was just like... Okay, I get that. I get what you're <laughs> saying. There's, and I can't really say that about many movies that like you really need to be you need to be older to, to really, really understand, understand this. Yeah, it's a complex film. It's a weird film. Yeah, it's so it's good. A, and oh, but also what I where I was going with that. Sorry, not yeah. to cut you off. I have never seen that scene is so unnerving, and I cannot name you another scene like that. No, in another film that is just so like in this day and age is still so like. Watching it in, I was watching it in this room, being like, "Oh, this is icky." It's scary. Yeah, it's It's really the the entire way it's shot, everything. Ted Levine, like all of it, is just like it's it's hard to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm so impressed that the Academy recognized that because I was not prepared for that. So wrong. It should go so wrong. To be quite honest, it really should. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It is so lasting. Yeah, and. My, from this experience, I f- was w- the, I guess we can spoil it, yeah. but the, yeah. <laughs> the climax scene yeah. of when the SWAT team is heading to Buffalo Bill's yeah. house and Jodie Foster's character, Clarice Starling, <laughs> the best name ever, um, Clarice is just like investigating into Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. And when they do the cut of like, you think that the SWAT team is going into Buffalo Bill's yeah. house and Clarice is just going to some random house yeah. and then you realize Clarice is with Buffalo Bill and the SWAT team isn't there. Yeah. I, I get like, <laughs> I get so, I don't even you know. get like, giddy, Mita. I get so happy yeah. watching that and I've experienced it many times. Yeah. But there, it's new and exciting every single time. It is. Yeah, I and it's not like it's not like I ever forget. I know that's what we're getting to. Yeah, yeah. and I'm waiting to get to that point, yeah. and I'm never disappointed by yeah. it. It's always so good, Nadine. Yeah. When he opens that door and she's there, and you're just like Clarice, get the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I love it. No, 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 no! Don't you <laughs> yeah. keep going. I was going to say it's interesting that you bring that up because my biggest gripe is actually that sequence. Okay. <laughs> and here's the thing. Yeah. I have never been able to rectify or, like, kind of come to terms with the fact that she stumbles upon Buffalo Bill. Okay. It's in her investigation. Yes. She's supposed to go to the house that Frederica Bimmel's was learning sewing or something. Yeah. And so she, it is a part of the investigation, but the coincidence that he's there at the same time has always kind of been, like, she didn't find him. She stumbled upon, upon him. him. Does she, but like in a lot of investigations. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. Yeah, that's fair. And like, this is me coming not as an expert of like (laughs) criminal investigations, but from watching years of forensic files and all these things. That's a a lot of police work is stumbling upon things. The whole department that she's part of, the behavioral sciences, like in my opinion, 
I think like there can be generalizations that are made, but have you ever watched Criminal Minds? No. I think that whole team is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, that whole show is bullshit. Yeah, I still enjoy yeah. it. Like, it's fun. I think that idea is really fun for a TV show. Yeah. But to rely so much on what you what pe- what you think people's psychology is going to be, I think you can generalize what some assumptions are, but I don't yeah. think you can build a whole profile on who a murderer is based off of, like, the color of their shoe or something like that. Is that what Criminal Minds is about? Like, Kind yeah. of? Kind of, okay. yeah. That is pushing it. Like, there's an episode where there's a lawyer who's saying, like, oh, their team is bullshit. And then <laughs> the guy who's part of the behavioral science unit is like, oh, you're wearing gray socks and blah, 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 blah. You bet on horses. <laughs> like, you wear gray socks so that it matches your pants and you look taller and, like, all this stuff. It's just, it's it's too much. And you're like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like... I think I basically I'm saying Jack Crawford is bullshit. <laughs> and I think that it actually does make more sense that she would just happen to stumble upon him yeah. in this sort of Fair situation. Enough. And she stumbles upon him because she's doing good detective work. Yeah, yeah. She's and, like looking into yeah, the Yeah, yeah. She's she's doing what she should be doing. Yeah. Also, I just need to point out this is also a best picture winner where the main lead gets semen thrown into her hair. <sighs> it's just <laughs> I had such a hard time watching it this time. I think that when I was younger, I didn't connect you, it. This is not a movie. You, I think you really do need to be like 20. Like yeah. truly, truly. There's very few movies I would say that about. But like yeah. this is really, there's so, this is really, my dad was right. It's a there lot. It's a subject matter here. Yeah. I don't, when I was younger, I don't think I understood what that was at It's all. just, there's so much. But like, just to go back to my own original point. Yes. I get what you're saying. I think that's not unreasonable, but it's still so like, I, I think. You think it would be more gratifying if. So, not to belabor the Rocky or Rania at all. Okay. But <laughs> you and I both watched an interview with Karen Johar recently where he talked about the film. And he makes a very interesting point where the interviewer said that like the second half is kind of bogged down with all the preaching and all, the, all of the stuff that you do. And he makes a point of saying that like sometimes you are aware. You're aware of what you're doing and you know that. You're doing something in order to, like, get a, for the gain of it. Mm-hmm. So you're putting in something here that's going to give you a bigger gain later on. Yeah. And, like, you're not taking it out here because if you take it out here, then you, it, it's going to, like, the impact, the domino effect here or there. Yeah. Which I thought was a very insightful thing to hear from a filmmaker, that awareness that, like, I know this I is not... this. I know of... what the flaws I'm making. Yeah. But the flaws are in service of greater gain. That's what this feels like to me. That... That sequence that you're talking about that is so amazing, everyone talks about this sequence yeah. because it's an, it's a mastery of editing and directing. Mm-hmm. But it is at the, I think personally, at the detriment of the fact that she kind of does stumble upon him, right? Like she's not, she's doing great detective work and she finds it because of that. But at the end of the day, it's just, it is kind of a quinky dink. Because the lesser detective would have gotten the call from Jack, found out that they're on their way to his home. And, con- and would have yeah. just given and up. <laughs> I'm going to get a beer. But she didn't yeah. give up. She didn't give up, which is totally and true. And she found him. Yeah. And it's gratifying. I know. You're the wrong person to have this conversation <laughs> with, right? <laughs> because, like, the other thing I will say about this is, like, this is one of those movies for me. No matter what you yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I th- but I, <laughs> I think I'm right. 
Yeah, you can. Yeah, sure. Have your opinion, <laughs> but, but you will never. Listeners, this is my thought about this movie. You will never persuade me no, from and, believing in and Clarice, that's, and that's totally and that's totally valid. We've I've had that conversation on this very same yeah. podcast, but like, no, don't care. That's no. right. But that's just my perspective that I do think, and I think it does totally work. I'm not even saying I don't buy into it. That I'm like, I'm at the edge of my seat too when I watch it because. Yeah. It is such a mastery of editing and writing and directing and acting. And when he does open that door and he's standing right there and the things that he's asking her and the things mm-hmm. that she's saying and like the whole kind of back and forth of and it like, all. When you are finding out with her that she realizes where she is like that. Is yeah. When the butterfly coat goes on the yeah. lands and she sees the head and you're like, oh, God, oh shit, Clarice. What's going to happen now? Yeah. What's going to happen now? It is very impressive. Mm-hmm. There's other things. Do you want to hear my other, like, there things was I don't like? There was one thing that I was oh. just, like, quite questioning a bit is when the SWAT team does go to the other house and they realize they yes. don't have Buffalo Bill, Jack Crawford immediately goes, Clarice. Yeah. How does he know? Yeah, and that's a good point. That That is what yeah. sticks out to me. Okay. That's another But one. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's another yeah. don't care. I also think that the sequence, first of all, the sequence in the... I forget where they are. Is it Tennessee? When they're transferring ha- Cannibal Lecter? Uh, yeah. There, he's in some government building. And look, there's, again, there's two things here. There's the fact that that sequence looks incredible. Mm-hmm. And Hannibal Lecter in this, like, empty ballroom with his, like, cage. And then his murdering of that police guard and how he flays him and hangs him. All of that is like an angel. It's amazing to look at. It's set and the music and the like. It, it the whole thing works. The other part of me is just like, why is he in like a ballroom with a cage? And how did the lights fall onto him exactly to like light it like that? There are certain things where you're kind of like, Hannibal is an artiste. <laughs> He's an artiste. The wrong person. He was planning this thing out since the second he got in there. Are there any other things you don't, like, that don't land for you? It's really that Jack Crawford being, like, flurries. And I'm like, wait, but Jack, how do you know? Because I don't. I don't think Jack Crawford's as great as he thinks he is. <laughs> Clarice thinks he's great. Clarice does, but I don't think Clarice recognizes how great she is. Okay. Clarice is amazing to me. Do you think Sans of the Lambs would be different directed by a woman? Oh, I think, so, like, the, Jonathan Demi does a lot of things in this to help... Highlight. Highlight that she is clearly... A woman in a, a man's woman world. A woman in a man's world. Yeah. And I don't think he does anything wrong with this. I think he does it really well. Um, he plays with, like, her height and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, she she's has a small standing woman, yeah. in a room full of men. Yeah. She plays with her power when she's in that, like, the room where the wake is happening. The morgue, yeah. And she's just like, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, she has power. Yeah. I think he does a really great job with it. That's a really great question. I don't think it matters. I think, like... If there was someone at the same caliber as Jonathan Demi, I'm sure they would do a great job, whether they were a woman or a man. Do you think, like... No, you... that's a wishy-washy answer. Me. No, <laughs> but, like, I don't think... I re- Like, I think... But he's bringing in his perspective, like, his perspective from... Like, if you uh, told like... me Amy Hecker... Wait, did Amy Heckerling do American Psycho? Was not... It's not Amy Heckerling. Oh, what's, no, her, what's name? her name? It's... Oh, that's gonna bug me. Mary Heron. Mary Heron, thank yeah. you. I don't know why I thought of Amy Heron. She directed Clueless. <laughs> yeah. If Mary Heron directed this, I don't know if it would be as good. 
Yeah, because American Psycho could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, a lot of the same idea. It's literally the psychology of a serial killer. Yeah. Well, I mean, American Psycho is a little bit more about, like, consumerism and... And the 80s. And, and the 80s of, yeah. and yuppie culture and yeah. all of that. But I don't think she could direct The Silence of the Lambs. I'm not saying... I, I'm not saying I necessarily believe even what I'm about to say. Okay. I think it's just, like, a thought. Yeah. That, like, could a woman bring the same amount of darkness? And I don't know. I'm just wondering out loud, is that, like, a... I wonder if, like, Jane Campion could... Possibly. Yeah. There is a darkness to the piano. but well, Even the power of the dog. Yeah. There's definitely a, a darkness. But it's interesting. This is so starkly dark. Mm-hmm. There's nothing light about this film. Mm-hmm. There's not a moment of lightness. There's, you know, even her relationship with Ardelia is not like, especially like It's not a fun friendship. They're not that, like girls but, hanging but around. But like, yeah. that would make this bad. Oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah. it would. Any, any soft... Totally, totally this is... Sense. It totally does. So that's my question is, could... I've, I've never seen... And if, you know, I'm sure it might exist, but I've never seen a woman's film that was able to maintain this kind of dark darkness for two hours. Maybe Karen Kusama. Maybe. Did she direct The Invitation? Yes. Okay. And what's the one with Nicole Kidman and her face is all weird? And she's great. Destroyer. Hair. Destroyer. There's a darkness there. But even, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious I, to see. Maybe someone like Karen Kusama. But I, yeah, I don't know. That's a, It's an interesting question. I don't, I actually don't think it does matter as much though. I think if somebody has the ability, the ability to do yeah. it, they have the ability to do it. But you're right in that women, there is, there may have been more sensitivities taken to some of the imagery that's in this movie. Well, some of the nudity. A, there's and... a lot of protesting around this movie at the time too. <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> that's, that's my question. Not to you, to, you. to the protest. No, 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 I totally get it. As like a, you know, as a feminist, yeah. there's women who said the anti, the violence against women and the anti-trans culture, you and your TikTokers. <laughs> Here's my thing about violence though. against women is yeah. that it ha- are you just supposed to say we shouldn't talk, talk about, about the fact it? that because, like, there's violence against women Buffalo in the world? Bill is inspired by an actual serial killer. Yeah. Like, yes. it's not like they just yes, made this shit exactly. up. exactly. Like, somebody has, somebody has put a woman down into a well before, yeah. okay? And somebody probably fed her lotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably how. Yeah. And, like, to say that that shouldn't be depicted, I think if you're doing it in an unthoughtful way, yeah. sure. It's not like we're seeing, you know... Brooke Smith there naked yeah. the entire like she's covered she's covered the entire the nudity actually. in this film is male nudity for the most part yes a lot there of is... the sex happening it's happening with a man like it's a man who is flinging his semen yeah, yeah 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 exactly there's yes that there's uh, Ted Levine is naked the only woman we really see is one of the dead bodies Buddies. like there's no there's no sex in, in this. this yeah it's salacious and raunchy and sexual but there's no like sex there's no this titil- is done there's no right. titillation yes, yes exactly at no point was I like ooh Hannibal ooh that's erotic yeah, yeah that's ooh not Buffalo Bill yeah, exactly. like, no. that's not... I flipped my hair for yeah for anybody who wants to know <laughs> Like, that doesn't happen, and, like, this is the way it should be done. Yeah. So I say poo-poo to those <laughs> protesters. But what was the other thing that the the trans? trans. I, I think in the 90s, though, this is what we knew about things like yeah. that. Like, I'm sure there was more education, but in terms of, like, mass media, people 
didn't talk about that stuff. There wasn't, this is how it was talked about. Like they didn't know the proper terms to be using. Is Buffalo Bill a trans man? No. Like you, he, maybe he just likes to dress up and drag. Like we don't know those things yet culturally. So I don't think we should be taking it out on a film that was made in 1991. (laughs) Let's ask TikTok what they think. I don't want to. I mean, because you know what they're going to say. I know what they're going to say. I I know that I think they're wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. yeah. Do you have sequel people ideas? So, Silence of the Lambs does have... many sequel prequels. Many sequels, prequels, yeah. up the wazoo. Yeah. I have never watched a single one. Never. I have not watched the Hannibal TV series. Yeah. I have not watched um, Red Dragon. I have not watched Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have it, and I have no interest because this just feeds my soul. <laughs> this yeah, feeds sure, me. yeah. I am perfectly content with just having this as my my lexicon of that. This is the Hannibal world. Yeah, it starts and ends here. Yeah, I think that's a. Uh, I think that's totally okay. I just want to see one quick thing. Mm-hmm. IMDb. I feel like this was a box office juggernaut. It was like number six for the year. Okay, on a, sure. on a budget of 19, it had an opening weekend of 13, which is very impressive, actually, mm-hmm. and then grossed 130. Which that's is like impressive. what today? I don't have the inflation. For something that's like a psychological thriller, and at the time was probably deemed a horror film. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Do you think this is a horror film? I always define it more as a thriller. thriller. This is not, I think, horror by Hollywood standards always involves... Ghouls and goblins. Yeah. Because I will say this time, I was very scared. But it is a frightening film. Yes. It's kind of in the same vein that like Seven is kind of a horror film, Mm, but not. Not, yeah. It's a thriller, really. But yeah. Okay. I know you don't care, but here's my rating. I do care. I actually, I, no, I do actually really want to know what you think about it. Because I, I, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody knows I think everybody knows. There's no mystery here. But I am, I'm watching it. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, what is Nadim going to pick apart here? <laughs> but I think it is so enjoyable that there really isn't anything to be too no, particular. I think, that, yeah. I think that there are things, look, movies are very rarely flawless in my opinion. I think there are very few movies that you watch, you know, objectively even, and you're like, oh, there's nothing I can say here, even though someone else might be able to find it. Yeah. So, yes, there are things in here that I kind of like, if you were to ask me to pick apart, I can find them and pick them apart. Mm-hmm. Am I going to? No. Because like Garin Johar said, what Silence of the Lambs accomplishes outweighs everything that, all of the shortcomings. Yes. And there are not that many shortcomings. Mm-hmm. But the handful that there are, the movie just by and large eclipses that. Yeah. It is a marvel of a film. It is truly one of the best thrillers ever made. If you want to call it a horror movie, fine. It's one of the best horror movies ever made. It's a shame that a movie like this would never be in... Forget winning. It wouldn't even be in contention, I think. Mm. I don't think... We're slowly come, getting to a place. The quote-unquote woke culture of it all, it starts early on. Yeah. And I think that like there's a time where this would not be acceptable mm-hmm. because of the violence against women and the trans and the the raunch and the sexual movie that this is without actually being titillating to anyone. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's an, it's a lot of a film to watch. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to experience. I, I, I think this is not politically correct enough. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I'm just saying it's a shame that we won't come to see a movie like this when anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I think 
best picture ends up we are in a very boring phase for it it's very homogenized it's very normal it's very much what the masses want to see and there was a time where you know that whatever six thousand body at the time they thought this was the best thing and i think that's amazing yeah this is one of the best best picture winners i think for a variety of reasons it's not necessarily the best movie of the hundred we've seen in mm-hmm. my opinion but i think the fact that it's on this list speaks volumes to the movie itself Probably also speaks volumes to what that experience was like in 1991. Yeah. It's probably like, yo, have you seen Silence of the Lambs? It's banana. Is yeah, it's, it's crazy. You yeah. gotta go see this thing. Was probably what it was. It was probably the thing to do. Yeah. And I think most of the credit, look, Anthony Hopkins is incredible. Jodie Foster is amazing. But Jonathan Demme is like, he holds the fort. Yeah. Like, this is the best director win if I've ever seen one. Because this really here or there and it would have fallen apart mm-hmm. and just been it would have been like controlled. eight millimeter or like like garbage erotic thrillers or whatever there's a there's a world where this turned into a sex movie there's a world where this is single white female yeah there's a world where this is like body heat or like you know just cheesy yeah and it's not cheesy largely <laughs> there's, moments. there's elements there's elements yeah. but largely it's not Anthony Hopkins, that moment where Clarice comes in and the camera turns and he's standing in there, chills. Yeah. That is an introduction if there ever was one. This is movies full of quotable quotes that we still see. I wanted to dress my child up as Hannibal Lecter when he was a baby in a little straight jacket, which would have been so cute. My wife thought it was inappropriate. The other day I quoted Hannibal Lecter to our pediatrician and he finished the quote back to me. <laughs> that's how that's how relevant this movie still is. I am going with a solid four stars. Okay. Yes. Where's the other star? <laughs> you know me. Yeah. Five stars, five stars is reserved. Is hard to... it's, I, yeah. I never, it just, it, it has to be. I was wrestling between four and four and a half. Okay. And I'll be honest, four and a half, it's not hitting that feeling for me. I respect it a lot as a film. I yeah. like it a lot as a film. There's just, it's just, it's missing something yeah. for me. Four stars okay. is where I land. There you go. Give me your five-star review, Nita. <laughs> I don't even know where to start yeah. with this. I did try to go in with this as much of a critical eye as possible, yeah. just to because I know my heart is con- set on this of being one of my favorite movies. If you go to my letterbox page, yeah. you can find me at Mita Sampath. I'm pretty sure about that. It's either Mita S or Mita yeah. Sampath, but um, it's in my top four with my letterbox and it's been like when people have asked me what's one of your favorite movies it's always always be yeah. silence of the lambs um <laughs> in, at work we did a like a get like a icebreaker one time and i was asked like what's a sick day movie and i was like silence of the lambs and <laughs> everyone looked at me like what's wrong with this girl i cannot explain it but what I have learned in at least the last decade is there are a lot of people like me yeah, yeah, yeah. who really do love true crime, who like the psychology behind crime, behind serial killers, behind investigations, and what all of that looks mm-hmm. like. And I think we have entered a time where it's definitely more approachable for people. And so to think that in 1991, this is coming out, I don't think there were people that called themselves murderinos at no, the time. No, no. You didn't have this like cornucopia podcast yeah. coming out about all these crimes. So to have something that niche be the best picture winner yeah. is remarkable. And 
part of me was like, okay, I wonder if this like holds up as actually being like a really well-made film. It does. Yeah. Because it is what you're saying. One misstep and this yeah. is like a terrible movie. Yeah. But everything works here. And we didn't talk about it a lot, but Anthony Hopkins in this. I am still, I watched this over the weekend. I am yeah. still currently frightened about Hannibal Lecter <laughs> and that he might find me and want to eat me. Yeah. The scene where he does manage the escape. Yeah. And he bites his face. Yeah. And like the thing is, like, this is a bad movie if you saw him like bite a piece of his skin off and then like spit it out. Yeah. You don't see that. You just know he went for the face. Yeah, that's and it. like, and that's it. And then. Also, the undercover of like pretending to be the officer, but yeah, yeah, putting yeah. the skin on his own face. Oh my gosh! It's, <laughs> because in those moments, just when you're describing it, this movie shouldn't work. No, it really should. It's it's in those moments. It sounds like a cheesy horror yes, film. It really does. It is not that. It is miles away from being that. It is so well made, and I don't think anybody could ever make this again. We talked about, like, if something like this would be made today. Nobody, you can't repeat this. Like, there's just too many elements happening that all work together for it to, like, be a success once again. You know, not to interrupt you, but I feel like David Fincher kind of tried with the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, interesting. That's not as dark. Dark, And that's more pulpy, I'd say. But that was, I feel like, and honestly, Fincher is probably one of the few people that could come close. Come close, yeah. That's why that came to mind. But the thing with Zodiac is Zodiac doesn't look at Zodiac himself; it looks at the people around him. Yeah, or whoever they are. Maybe Zodiac is a woman. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Zodiac looks at all of the separate incidents that have occurred and like what those situations were but this movie looks at Hannibal it looks Hannibal dead in the eye and it looks Buffalo Bill dead in the eye and you get those perspectives and that's what makes it so much more entertaining I don't love that we find entertainment out of these things but I also love it at the same time it's such a hard thing to grapple with but this movie just like it feels like a warm hug for me it makes me feel so excited i'm always enthralled i'm always trying to figure out what's going to happen at the end even though i know the ending i want to see how how we get there every single time and so it's a five out of five five star movie anything less i would have been surprised i know yeah yeah. imagine i was like two and a half (laughs) no that would never happen i love the silence of the lambs it is it is Currently, my number one movie. There you go. So, well, maybe I should watch it up against Scream, like during... Scream is one of my favorites, too, right? Yeah. And so is Chicago. Chicago. So, we'll see. Oh, yeah, Chicago. We have that. Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know what... We'll see. We'll see! (laughs) Mita, I'm going to move it to four and a half. Really? Yeah. Did I convince you? No, just the more I think about it that I'm like... You know, I, I, it's not a five star for me, and it has lasted enough time not to be a five star, okay. but it's four and a half. This is the first time that, like, you've done it on air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usually I have the regret after. Like, yeah. I, I, not the regret, I have the thought process, thought process? Of it after, but now I'm kind of like, no, I'm, I said four and it didn't feel right. Yeah. When I was going back and forth about, like, four to four and a half, four to four and a half, I was like, you know, four and a half feels too high. And so I said four. And then when I said four and I tried to justify it, I was just like, it feels it's like a, it feels like it's missing something. What do you think is missing? The four and a half? Like, where's, where's that half? Where's that half? Yeah. 
That so half is often for me. Like, yeah. it's time. Yeah. And it's connection. And it's so like, maybe in a year it could be five. No. No. Like oh. time has, time has like, it just, you know. It's a tale as old. It's a tale as old as time. I think there's, there's different elements that make a five star film for yeah. me. It's, and oftentimes it goes beyond the film. Mm. You know, when I talk about like China, I'm looking in my theater at my like movie posters. I'm These like, are your five star. Nadim has posters in his theater room. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. These are your five star movies. No, no, no. Well, there's oh. Chinatown. There's Dilwala, Dilhani, Lejinga. There's Lutero. Those yeah. are five star films. Okay. Even La La Land has not moved to a five star yet. Is I feel it like four, four and a half? It's four and a half. Okay. I feel like it might move to a five at one point. Oh, interesting. But these movies all have different re- Like there's always, I find there's things I love about Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. but there's not something like the ending of Lutero will always move me. Yes. There's there's something about that sequence that is just like clutch pearls good. You know? I love and leaves. There's there's certain <laughs> things and to me there's like there's nothing necessarily in Silence of the Lambs as a whole where I'm just like that sequence is like it. Oh. It's like an it. It's this a, movie is filled with it's for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are there are things that define my love for cinema and why I move I want to be in cinema in a five star film that I don't see in silence necessarily. Yeah. But for now is yeah. what I'm actually landing on. I hope that makes you feel better. It does and like <laughs> it does make me feel better. And I'm very happy for you Thank and you. for me. Yeah. And I also just want to stress that Silence of the Lambs Ends on a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, huge. And I am still satisfied as a moviegoer. Yeah. I am not disappointed. I like the notion, spoiler alert, that Hannibal Lecter is out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't know what's He's out there. But he's going to go after Chilton. Well, first. Also, but Chilton. that's a given. The biggest villain of all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Chilton. Chilton's all terrible. Yeah. Yeah. This big face. And that's the other thing. Like, it looks at like humans can be monsters and monsters can be humans. Yeah. And I, I just, I love it. I love it so much. Look at that. <laughs> All right. We can stop talking about this now. Never. Nine and a half, which is one of our highest ratings. Whoa. Is it the highest? Uh, no, West Side Story is still. Oh, perfect 10. Top. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh my God. West Side Story. How could you I forget? Yeah. yeah. West Side Story is a perfect 10. But this is pretty high. Yeah. Okay. We move on to another one next week. Yes. But before then, uh-huh. Mita, mm. we're going to play a game. Okay. Last week, you had me connect yeah. Barbie, Barbie. 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 To? To a four and a half <laughs> star movie for yeah. me as well. Rocky or Aniki Prem Kahani. Yeah. This week, I'm going to have you connect Mr. Rocky and Mrs. Rani. Okay. To a movie that is very high on your list. Oh, okay. Zodiac. Oh, Okay. There okay. is a way. There is a way. Your timer starts now. Okay. Okay. I think I have something. Do I? Okay. Rocky Arani, Chief from Kahani, stars Alia Bhatt, yeah. who is in Heart of Stone with Gal Gadot, okay. who is in... She is Wonder Woman. She is. She's in the Justice League movies. Okay. With one Ben Affleck, who is in Gone Girl, directed by David Fincher, who directed Zodiac. There you go. Okay. 42 seconds. That's not how I did it, but that does work. I did it. That works. Yeah. Are they in the same movie? Is she in Justice League with... Sorry, it's not Justice League that they're in together. They're in Superman versus Batman, Dawn of something. Is she in that? She's in that. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I mean, I did it. Was Ali Abhat mm-hmm. is in Pramastra, 
Yes. With Amitabh Bachchan. Okay. Who is in The Great Gatsby. Yes. With one Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Who is in Shutter Island with one Mark Ruffalo. Oh, okay. There you go. Who is in The Zodes. The Zodiac. Mark Ruffalo is probably one of my favorites. In He's Zodiac. really good in Zodiac. Yeah. He's, He's fun. He's a fun yeah. time in there. He's a good time. Yeah. Okay, Mitha. Okay. It's a while before we get to one of your other favorite movies. Yes. <laughs> Next week, what are we watching? Next week, we're watching the 1992 winner, Unforgiven. Yes. This is Will the last. <laughs> this is the last of the best picture winners I haven't seen. Oh, wow. I've seen everything else going forward. I haven't. So. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. You're going to watch a lot of interesting films, but I have seen all of them. Well, hopefully, this one's fun. Hope- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that note, Mita, yes. give me a line. Nadim, I would like you to get the oh line. Oh my god. I think you really deserve this one. It rubs the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> I love that line. I say it to my children all the time. That's the line I said to my pediatrician because he was talking about putting lotion on my kids' bodies after baths and I was yeah. just like, it rubs the lotion on again. And then he laughed and said, or else it gets the, the hose, hose again. again. I was just like, ah, Sean. <laughs> That's a good pediatrician. That's a smart, yeah. Yeah. It made me like him. He's a good good guy. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and rate and review. And we will see you next week for Clint Eastwood's. Yeah. The right wing of the right wings. (laughs) Unforgiven. Yeah. Have a lovely week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our letterbox at movies the number two watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.